Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're going to answer a question that somebody asked. And the question was How has the pandemic changed your playing? Were they talking about role playing? I think, yeah, we'll talk about role playing games. Okay. So a, a little over, what, a, over a year and a half ago, we talked about how to play during the pandemic. And a lot of that had to deal with, dealt with, going online and different ways you can go online both for pro playing games and even board games yes because right? a lot of people that we play games with we also play board games with so you can play online uh, against people who are either in, even in your house but also across the internet it's an interesting i wasn't totally sure what this question was about as in you know how does how did it change your playing but well i asked my friend kathy yesterday i go there's this question. What, what do you think about it? She goes, it it dragged me kicking and screaming into figuring out how to do use Zoom and Roll20 and even play board games online, how to how to do that. And I remember and, and I had a flashback to trying <laughs> to help her because we weren't in the same house. Right. And she was having such a hard time. And she has three men in her life that are all very tech savvy. And she still had a hard time because they would get her set up and then some they would go to the other room and then something would happen and she couldn't figure out what to do. And so she had a really hard time with it. And I think that a lot of people had a hard time and were dragged kicking and screaming into learning how to unmute themselves on Zoom, how to play on Roll20 and all of that kind of stuff, right? Or just get on, right? Yeah. Get on to the same to the right place. And there's always the technical gremlins because nobody has the same exact computer as you. Nobody's some people are playing on a tablet, some people are, you know, using their phone. We have one friend who used his phone to be on the Zoom meeting and used Roll20 on his computer because he couldn't do both at the same time. Well, because his, 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 his setup was... His sound was, was messed up. So so there's all those different kinds of things, right? Right. Cowie had the same problem, I think, a couple of times. She yeah. She was playing... Well, with. she was in Tahoe, so, yeah. so she had a really bad connection at the time. <laughs> so that's true. We had to adjust to playing online. For so, us, it wasn't... for Well, for Saul, it wasn't a big adjustment because... He's been playing online for years with his friends that are and his family that are out of state. Right, and that, and I took that. There's a lot of players, a lot of gamers, uh, who also are usually were pretty tech savvy. So it wasn't a, a a big transition for quite a few of us. But even then, other things were a little bit more taxing, like playing board games online and using the different apps to play together and stuff like that. But you're right. I was playing. I forget what how long i've been playing on roll 20 but it's it tells me how long i've been playing it's, it's like been, 13 years or something yeah i thought it was less than that but i thought it was eight or years more but i think i started playing around anyway I don't know when it was but it's been a long time and at first I, I only used to use it every once in a while because mainly was to play with my friend mike every once in a while trying to get him into get playing the game but once my brother moved to washington and even before that we were playing online on roll 20 quite a bit and so it wasn't that much of a shock. It wasn't that much of a transition for me to start playing online. Uh, our, our friend Steve, I invited him to play online. He goes, nah, I'm not really into that. I don't like it. Right. But then. Now he's like. Yeah. He, he, this, it was the only way to play. Right. So I think that was a big, that's a big change for a lot of people. I right? think it also opened a lot of people's eyes to the fact that there's a, and 
like on Roll Twenty, they have "I want to play a game." I don't know what I don't know the actual name of it, but people can say "I want to play this game," or people will say "I'm running this game," right? And you can hook up that way to play with each other. Right, right. I think what what the pandemic did was get people to play, like you said, Kathy kicking and screaming, to a mode of playing that they they wouldn't even consider before, or they didn't like it even though they may not have had that much experience with it. And then when it became the only way to play for a lot of people uh, who wanted to play safely, it became the, you had to do it. Or what, were the, what, 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 what were the the alternative? The alternative was not playing at all. Right. Or playing by yourself in your house, which was... <laughs> well, so, and again, did start, did a, start a thing uh, for, for uh, solo play. Exactly. But when I asked the boys what was the what was the what changed they both alan and ian and augustine said they really liked dynamic lighting on roll 20 oh yeah. they liked the idea that you could you're moving your own character around and you and you're like you can't see what's coming or you right. can't see what's around you which i thought was very interesting he goes instead of seeing the map on the table where you can look at it you're and like kind of and kind of what is it and kind of plan accordingly yeah, yeah. Metagame a little. Yeah, a little game. Like, oh, I see that there's a large room in the next yeah. couple down the hallway. Oh, okay. Oh. I, I, I might expect something big happening. But you're right. Uh, what was it? Dynamic lighting? Dynamic lighting, yeah. yeah well, I, and, and the fact that when you're on Roll20 and you don't have low vision, you can't see crap. <laughs> low light vision. Low light right. vision. Right, right. Or dark or vision. Or dark vision. Yeah, I was. I had that, but I had a technical issue where... I ha- I was able to see I think fifteen feet in front of me, but it wouldn't it wouldn't light up for me, and so I had to be within. He had to stand next to Alan so that he could see. Stuff. And that yeah, him him triggered my ability to see. So I don't know what was going. It on. was very it was well, but see that's one of the things people technical had a lot glitches, of technical right. glitches, right? But everybody else is fine. Everybody yeah. else worked perfectly. And I think that's interesting that the, the how dynamic lighting really. Uh, Especially doing dungeon, not even dungeon crawls, but just illuminating an area that you could only see, kind of, kind of made it. It more- it gave people the idea of of because when you're role playing, right, you go, oh, I have, I don't have dark vision, so I can't see, but, but you can still see the map. But you can still see everything in your room, in the room, right? But when you're playing it on roll twenty and you have don't have dark vision, you literally can't see anything unless you're holding a torch, which kind of brings it. Makes it real for you, right? As a player, yeah. that okay, this is what they mean by I can't see anything. Well, no, yeah, but it's very interesting because the, the map, the the map, the dynamic lighting works as if you have a torch, you can only see so far, right? right? And like you'll see the like, uh, let's say there's a, a room full of columns, and there's all these columns in the room, their light will cast shadows. You won't yeah. be able to see behind the column, and at, at times things were standing behind that column, right? right. And uh, and when you go around a corner, boom! There's a, a bunch of monsters there, or something. And it really gave you that gave you that claustrophobic feeling. Well, it gave you the idea. It, it it made it more real, right? You could your imagination can only tell you so much, right? right. As you're and seeing it, the map you can't on a table. Stuff. But then with, with dynamic lighting, you're like, oh, this is what it would look like, because it or you know, because you see Indiana Jones and stuff, and you see the way that they're going through a cave. But when right. you actually are on world 20 and you're going oh i guess you really couldn't see that much there's they don't have the big lights behind them showing showing you what's there right right and i think that's pretty neat uh a a lot of wonderful things are going on with uh vtt's virtual tabletops 
and uh like like i was thought i was thinking to myself there was only basically two virtual tabletops there was roll 20 and there was fantasy grounds there might have been others or uh, other people were attempting the thing to bring out virtual tabletops then as the pandemic hit or it might have been coincidence or even after there's been a lot of people trying to bring uh different virtual tabletops who that either improve or or change the way they deal with things and, and some people just went to zoom right and they just right. had a because you can put a whiteboard on your share your screen or whatever and then that just they did it that way they rolled right. they didn't roll online screen yeah you have the a map on your yeah computer. and and then um there's a and discord and a lot of people who are tech savvy more tech savvy than me because the boys are like, how can you not get on there? And, I, he, and then they're like, oh, you can't hear anything. I'm all, I told you I couldn't hear anything. You have to fix it for me. <laughs> but, you know, people who use Discord all the time, they have all the different channels. And so the, that was made it easy for people. And you can do video and stuff on Discord. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a master of Discord myself. Uh, I only use it if people request me to be on there. Or that's what they want to use for running the game. That's the good thing about having 18-year-olds in the house. <laughs> you can ask them yeah. to help you with stuff. Also, we were talking about that surge of actual plays. It seemed like, uh, what is it? They might have been there before the pandemic. But man, when you when the pandemic started, well, they were stuck playing online. Yeah. And they go, well, why don't we just record everything online? Yeah. Let's be a little bit more professional, put it out there. And there is a ton of actual plays. Some of them are really nicely produced. I mean, you have the the pinnacle critical role that makes $10 million a freaking year off of Twitch by itself. Uh, who knows what else they make. But that's a lot of money. But there's even smaller productions that are that have a, a steady amount of followers and steady amount of people that listen listen and watch them. And I think that's good. I think that's interesting because people will be able to experience games they may not have like us, we never have, we haven't tried like, uh, what was the game, Monster Hearts Two, but we watched this, this on this uh, actual play, and you kind of get the feeling of how the game goes, and if you watch enough different ones, and different varieties of the way people play, then you can get a pretty good idea of of what the game is like, and I think that's pretty neat that the amount of actual plays has, to me, seems to have gone up quite a bit. Well, and it's added a, a variety to role playing that you wouldn't get to see. Because who would have thought that a bunch of people would, well, other than role players or gamers, <laughs> who would have thought that people would be interested in watching somebody's production on YouTube? And some of these are not good, but they're interesting to watch because, I mean, the production value, right? Right. They're not. They don't have sets, and they're not all. The microphones aren't great and stuff. They're all sitting at their computer, but it's really cool to see how other gamers play and to realize that they play just the way that you do. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, it's uh, really amazing how, uh, how we can actually enjoy what I, cause for years and years, and this happened to me, I think this happened in video games before it happened with, uh, well, maybe at the same time, but I remember watching my son watching somebody play a video game. I'm like, what is the point of that? And then, uh, that was before I started watching, uh, not watching, but listening to, to Critical Role. And Critical Role, when it came first came out, it was a, uh, it was like for for YouTube and stuff, and they just recorded it. And its production values weren't very high. I mean, they were just a bu- 
bunch of people around the table playing a role playing game, and it was basic, very basic like that. And then you know, as it got more and more popular, they were able to spend money. You know, and I, I don't know who, who put it on, but but uh, they basically became, they made a critical role into its own company, yeah. So they can have control over it, and I think that's pretty neat. But like I said, uh, I think it's neat that that other people took on uh, and said, you know, we can do this, and we'll take a shot. And and there's a lot of actual plays out there that are actually worth and watching. And it's not only actual plays, but like for board gamers for yes uh, it it seemed to and Saul had told had shown me videos before of how to play a game right but because they've been out for a long time but right. during the pandemic it was most interesting to especially when you're you're going okay i gotta play this as a two-player game now because there's only two of us and we can't play with our friends how do we do that right. and then you go online and there's like six videos of people going okay i we have to play this as a two-player game so let us show you how <laughs> we're gonna do it and you're like going okay there's all kinds of people willing to take the time to show you what they're doing which helps you to be able to play the game yourself right right and then we touched upon this a little bit uh solo play right solo rpgs they were they were always been there right sort of and uh i love the choose your adventure as a kid right. when i was a kid those books were like totally they were i remember buying at least four or five well not me but uh my parents and my sister bought me i think like up to 10 uh, choose your own adventure yeah. the classic one you could get them at the um at when the scholastic paper would come out you could at school so you could oh, buy yeah. them that way I didn't buy them. that's the way that that's the way I got them because I asked, can I have this one? Yeah. No, I didn't get it that way. So what has happened is, to me, this seems to be an explosion of solo play RPGs or solo play rules for RPGs that already exist. And I think that's pretty neat. I think uh, we did an episode on solo solo RPGs a while back. And since then, there's just a ton, of ton them. more, right? And there's been... Uh, if you go to a drive through RPG, you could just download these PDFs. And all they really are is, is like, uh, what is it? Like rule additives, or not additives, what do you call it? Rule changes that would make you be able to play solo. And they're around for like any, almost all games out there. Well, even board games, because like um, Lost Ruins of Arnok, they have special things for you to do solo. So you just, you play the game and there's a, and it's the same with, um, what is it? The Scott, the, the sheepy game and barrels. You made me forget as soon as you said that. Glenmore. Glenmore. When we play that, if you play it with two people, there's a extra, the dice, the, there's a, a dice a player. <laughs> a dice bot. And you just roll the dice and it takes stuff away from you. <laughs> well, so, no, so, it buys stuff. It, buy, it takes it. And so you can't buy it, so, which, which makes the game much more interesting because you're and i think for not only solo role players but a lot of people's figured out how to play with just one person right there's the yes. one gm and one person one, yeah there's a little bit of an explosion on that because there were some people who they were in a household where there was another person and uh, all of a sudden the wives or husbands had to be the person <laughs> that they were playing with i think so i think that's happened quite a bit too you're Honey, you really have to play a game with me because I'm going to go nuts. And I think that's another thing is that I we discovered, or and I've always kind of known, but it really brought it to my to the forefront is that playing games is a social activity, and we being social animals, not having that connection or not having that experience, 
was really debilitating to people, I think, uh, or could be, or could have been, if it wasn't for this ability to go online. Now, some people who absolutely detested going online or didn't have the means to go online, I really feel bad for them because if I wasn't able to play online, uh, I know I played a bunch of games with my, my wife here, with Jolene, and we had a blast, but still seeing other people just, I think we would have driven each other nuts if that's all we had. And, or maybe we would have included our son into demanding he get off his computer and <laughs> play games with us uh, instead of the other way around when he was a little kid and wanted us to play games with him. But if you were like alone or a single person somewhere in the United States or anywhere in the world and might be able to work from home or you're you're stuck at home for whatever reason, well, you're stuck because of the pandemic, I think you're, you were in a world of hurt because if you weren't able to go online and, and play games if you're a gamer because i couldn't i couldn't imagine not playing role-playing games for two years i think it would have been really difficult for you everybody. didn't you didn't have that problem you played role-playing games all the time huh? yeah yeah I, I did but there's some people who because of their phobia or because they couldn't get online or for whatever re- reason it would have been really really detrimental yeah. to their mental health and i think i think it really that's what really what is it uh, it cemented in my brain that that people need to have this contact with other people and even if it's just online and seeing people like even even my family we would have these uh, zoom parties with my family we just talk about what's going on and no particular agenda we weren't uh, celebrating anything we just had these monthly parties to just check in to see that everybody's okay of course we could have done it on over the phone or text messages but there's something about seeing other people, even if it's through a camera, was pretty cool and probably uh, necessary for a lot of people's mental health. And I think that's a big deal to take away from this pandemic is that that gamers, uh, as and I've said this before in recent episodes about how we're perceived uh, by certain parts of the population as socially awkward. Whether we're social awkward or not, we definitely are still social animals and definitely need to see each other. Uh, when we w- went back uh, during the, the summer, right after the summer, there was a, a small convention that we went to, Pacificon, and it was uh, small. You needed to be vaccinated. You needed to wear a mask the whole time. But boy, were people going like, you could see the excitement in their, you know, even though I didn't know some of these people, like, man, oh, and they were like, just excited to be this somewhere with some other people who shared their their interest and i thought that was pretty neat and the same thing happened when we went to dungeon in february amidst the uh, the end of the surge of omicron uh we weren't sure about going but again they they needed you needed to be vaccinated to be, be able to go to the convention you had to wear a mask uh the entire time and we definitely ran into a lot more of that because a little bit more people showed up and a lot more of our friends showed up and just meeting people and seeing them for the first time in literally two years was just amazing. And a lot of people were like just and you could tell the the, the excitement of being with people. And, and it, you know, it was just amazing. I think it was pretty interesting. So I think Saul's biggest take is that coming out of the pandemic or hopefully coming out of the pandemic is <laughs> it, making you realize how much you enjoy playing games with oh, people? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, you could If play you ever with... had a doubt about that <laughs> in any way. Well, I think how necessary it is, right? Because I don't, we don't go, well, we don't usually go to bars and we don't go to 
nightclubs and and we go to sporting events every once in a while but we don't go out and do other uh, different types of gatherings that people do we do go to festivals and stuff yeah but we do play a lot of games and we do play games with a, a lot of different people and even you yourself said Another aspect of the pandemic is, I kind of switched gears there, but and I was going to say that I think everybody realizes that it's fun to be with other people, just as how it is. But you were saying the other day is, because uh, you've been, you stopped playing online with us on a different, we play Friday nights and we would play Saturday afternoons or Saturday mid afternoons or whatever. And you were like either busy with work or you're just burnt out, burnt out of playing online, right? And you're like, Man, I can't wait till we play in person. In person. Well, it depends on 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 what your job is too. Because during the pandemic, I was working from home. I'm at my office now, which is nice. But everything was Zoom meetings, and it's still Zoom meetings yes. at work because our, my company is all over. I told Saul, I go, if I have to get onto another Zoom meeting on the weekend, <laughs> it's not going to happen because my brain is like just I'm tired of looking at a screen full of people. Right. And so I had to stop for a while. I have, I still do, but then also I have a computer issue with my laptop that I bought because no matter what I put in for the sound, uh-huh. it doesn't quite work right. Yeah. So that is very frustrating to me. So different kinds of things like that. But now we're going to actually play a, a game at our house with our friends and right. our son. And that is very exciting. <laughs> I could tell she's very excited. She was just, yesterday, We, my wife instigated a session zero, asked my son, who's running the game, going, oh, should we invite our friends over to discuss what the game is going to be about and, like, have a session zero? And he and he's like, yeah, sure, right? He was like, it was when he was asleep when I asked him the question, true. so he said yes. <laughs> so he said yes. Well, it actually turned out to be a really good idea because certain people hadn't made their characters yet, which I was kind of shocked. Uh, also, we cemented uh, the idea, not the idea, but we introduced our characters to each other and found out that it's a really eclectic <laughs> group, right? I think there's only one human. And people really went weird with a lot of the characters and the character races. So I think it's an interesting, uh, well, it was interesting to see how excited Jolene was about starting the game next week. And her excitement could not be contained and just wait till next week. She had to do something this week, so I think that I think that's pretty telling about uh, about how excited we can be about playing a game and especially playing on person. So, like Jolene said, you know, when she was on Zoom during the week at work, and then coming home and zooming for role playing, it really was just getting to the point of being burnt out on on that. And I can understand why she didn't want to do it. And not me, I don't, I'm not on. I, I work uh, at a in a grocery store, so it's like. I have no, there's no Zooming for me. Though it's funny that the people do Zoom. They, they used to have meetings, uh, they used to have phone calls, but now they have Zoom uh, meetings. And I'm like, oh God, I, I'm glad I don't have to do those because <laughs> they're boring already. And just having to look at them while they ask the questions is terrible. But anyway, I didn't have the same experience as her as far as gaming. And there's a lot of people out there who had that experience. <laughs> Forgot what you were talking about, huh? No. I think it's pretty wonderful that that we're getting back together and playing again. There's certain people that in my groups that seem really reluctant to get together, and I totally understand that. You know, people who autoimmune people in their family and stuff like that. And I think that's a big concern still. But for uh, luckily for us, you know, we are fully vaccinated, and 
we're still keeping our, our contact minimum with large gatherings so far. But uh, I think the pandemic has really changed the idea that we can play online. You don't have to be uh, meet in person, which I think for a lot of people who kind of kind of did it or swore it off, they found out that they could actually enjoy it, which is good because like like our friend Steve, he was very against it. But now some of those people that are in his group have left the Bay Area, right? right? Like, uh, well, there's Chris. I don't know. I don't know him personally, but there's a guy called Chris. And well, other, Jason. And is, Jason. Yeah. And they're, he's out of state. Yeah. And so there's no way they're going to be able to meet. And they play every Friday night. They play every Friday night. And there's no way they're going to meet every Friday by driving to Modesto or Louisiana, wherever that the the our friend Jason is at, so I think it's a very important lesson that the pandemic gave people who are role players who were and board resistant. gamers because board gamers, right? because they have oh, there's the board game arena which oh, I haven't yeah. been on but and then there's other platforms where you can play board games with people oh yeah and then of course there's all the apps that you play with and most interesting so so you can. If you're if you can't get together with your friend but you want to play Ticket to Ride, you can go onto your apps and you can go into set up a game and you can put a password on it so only the two of you can play, or you can invite other people and just make sure your friend gets in first because it fills up quickly. You know that kind of thing, right? So there's all kinds of different ways you can. Yeah, I I noticed that a lot of games. If you're a board gamer, there is a lot of apps out there for a lot of games, and I gotta wonder if the pandemic helped spurred that along you know because well they were there before they were there before but the, some of them were terrible like well, terrible implementations of these games uh I, I don't really like the what is it i don't know forget what game it was but it, I, I didn't like it. it the graphics were crappy and and the instructions were t- terrible but but other games and since then i mean there's games for like scythe there's apps for scythe it was a very popular game and a bunch of other really popular games, uh, board games, have been ported over to a video uh, format or, an app, or uh, an app for your phone or your tablet. And then Steam has a lot of games online that you can, and they're all you can integrate all of those things together and play together, which is pretty amazing. You're right. There is Board Game Arena. There's another one called I forget the name of it. Uh, but Board Game Arena is uh, our friend Bay is on there, and he's constantly playing games on there, and because uh, he's a, definitely a big board gamer, and I don't think I've ever beaten him any game that I played on Board Game Arena. <laughs> so my my uh, my average on Board Game Arena is terrible, but but I got a lot of hours with Bay. So there you go. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. I think a lot of people who were a little reluctant to try it were forced to do it and found out, you know, now they can play with their friend that have moved out of state or family that have moved out of state that they enjoyed games with. And uh, for some people, they're still playing online. They're, they're not meeting in person. Uh, but uh, now I think, it, I think the biggest take you can take away is that you can do it online or now if when you start to go meet in person, you can enjoy that just as right. much. But you always have the... No, the knowing now that you can do it online. Right, you, that those options are yeah, available. What uh, options are available. Right. I think it's one thing is too, is like certain certain applications or certain uh, things have become, uh, if people figured out that, wow, this is really neat way to do it, right? For example, I don't know what game, I don't know who was doing it, but uh, their game went online. So they were using, uh, it might've been, uh, I 
don't know what it was, but they had their character sheet on on a, on a tablet or on their laptop, and it was really helpful for them, right? And so it was Steve. No, no, no. Oh, well, it might have been Steve. Well, because huh? Steve was saying that you know he used to always print out his character sheet and. And then when he figured out that it's easier online, which the boys have been telling him for years, because oh, yeah. then he has his his laptop with him all the time, right? Right, right. And so it's easier to update. Yes, you know, yeah. Just scratching out, yeah. or having to get another print out another. Whereas, one. whereas Kathy's like, I want the, I want it on paper. I want to be able to see it, and <laughs> and I have to hold it for her because her boys will lose it. So, <laughs> so it's you know all the different ways that. I was yeah, it's something that's very close to what I'm saying. But they, there was this group of people online, or they were talking about how how because they like the the app so much, the 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 character app, that they all take their tablet to the right, table to the table and yeah. still use it while, even though they're playing in yeah. person when they used to use it when they're playing online. Well, if you have a tablet, it makes it pretty easy because right. then you have everything right there. You can have the PDFs and stuff. But see, that's all. It, then when you're playing in person, it's a little bit. You know, everybody's looking at their tablet, but well, you know, you don't have to look at a tablet all the time. Yeah. So I don't have any idea if we answer the question of how gaming has changed because of the pandemic. I'm not totally sure what the actual question was, but at least we, we well, we answered is how it changed uh, for us. Yeah. And what we saw as changes. Other people might have noticed some other things. So there you go. There you this go. This is gaming perspectives with Saul Angeline. You have a good day.